to compute. All right. Okay. So let's go ahead and look at the PowerPoint. I dropped the PowerPoint in the Dropbox. And I don't know if you all got a chance to um, look at the, the Institute website. So all the lessons are on the website, um, along with the video and place where you can um, download, um, download the documents as well. It's all on the website. Um, let's go ahead and get this. All right, can you see the presentation? Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. All right, so um, this lesson, like I said, is the, the book survey method. And the, this um, method is very important um, to learn and, tr and try to practice as much, as much as possible, okay? So let's look at the definition. Definition in your book is on page 171. So the, um, the definition, the book um, survey study involves gaining a sweeping overview of an entire book of the Bible. The book survey method of the Bible involves, I see I wrote that twice, sorry. It, it is taking a skyscraper look or a telescopic view of the book by reading it through several times without stopping to consider the details. Then you ask a series of background and content questions, draw a horizontal chart of its content in order to gain a general understanding of the writer's purpose, theme, structure, and content. So we are told that the next three chapters or next three methods go together because the three methods discussed are really part of one, okay? So the next three chapters, uh, they connect to each other. So you got the book, I think it's like the book survey, then a synthesis, and then a, a chapter analysis. So th they really connect together, okay? Uh, so that's the definition. So let's go back um, real quick on page 169. Um, it, uh, the very first, very first paragraph here. Um, it says Martin Luther, who began the Great Reformation in 16th century, not only restored the Bible to the common people, but also gave practical suggestions for Bible study. So before I fly by that, does any do anybody know uh, who is Martin Luther? Not Martin Luther the King, <laughs> but Martin Luther. Anybody know? Yes, he started the um, Reformation. He, um, I just remember little facts about him, like he nailed the 95 Theses. Yes. Um, he started, basically was the beginning of the Protestant movement. Mm -hmm. um, I said Reformation, but I guess I meant Protestant movement. Oh, you're, you're good, both, it's both, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's that's really good. So yes, like she said, uh, Martin Luther he started the the Protestant era, the Reformation movement. Um, and so what that means is that at the at the time, the Catholic Church, um, which is under Christianity, had a control over um, Scripture and how it was interpreted. So at that time the scriptures were only written in one language and that was Latin. Does anybody remember the, the version, the Latin version, what is it called? The Vulgate. I knew it. I was like, Tracy should know this because hey. I remember her saying this all the time. <laughs> so yes, the Latin Vulgate, and it was uh, translated by a priest, his name was Jerome. And so at that time, the Bible was only written in Latin, but 
the, uh, in the time of the 16th century, no one read or, or, or wrote in Latin. So the only people who were trained in Latin were the priests. And so, um, and so this is how we get the, the whole thing of coming to church to hear a preacher or coming to church to hear a priest teach and all that stuff, because the, the people had to come to them to understand, to know what the Bible was saying. And so at that time, um, Catholic, they really had a control of the interpretation of scripture. Um, and so Martin Luther, who, who was a priest, who, um, who uh, was, was concerned about how much control the church had uh, with, with scripture. And so him, and uh, a few others began to translate the Bible in various languages. So Martin Luther, he was German. And so he was the very first person to translate the Bible into German. And then there was some other people uh, like John Wycliffe and some, some other people, they began to translate it in the in the uh the language that they were accustomed to so that's when we got german we got french you know you got polish and all that stuff uh those were the first languages outside of the latin um, that they were translated to and that's how we kind of came up with the english version or whatnot and so because of what martin luther did and others the catholic church they were they were not happy with that and so um let me show you a timeline um, and so this is in your drop boxes as, as well, but when you see this gray line kind of point, kind of pointing up here, that is the start of the, of, of the, uh, Roman church. But up here is where you get the start of the Protestant movement, uh, Protestant era. So the red line represents Orthodox Catholic. Okay. And then um, because of what Martin Luther had, had, had done, it split off. And that's how we got the Roman Catholic Church. We hear more about the Roman Catholic versus the Orthodox today, but they're still around. Um, so Roman Catholic are uh, considered the, the Western part of, of Europe. And so, um, that, and so, so from the Protestant movement, that's how we got a lot of denominations. Okay, and so it says up here in this note, um, if you're looking at the at the um, slides, it says up here in this note, by the year of of two thousand, there are twenty thousand denominations, Protestant denominations, but. From the count today, I think of 2019 or 2020, the count is up to 30,000, 30 to 35,000 uh, Protestant denominations that exist today. Okay. So he was the one that kind of started that whole movement. If it wasn't for Martin Luther, we would all be Catholics right now. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to teach in this manner. They probably would have would have uh, excommunicated me from the church and all that stuff. Uh, a lot of the teachers and things like that, if they found that we were teaching in this manner, uh, yeah, they would have shut us down. So because of Martin Luther standing up and, and realizing that this ain't right, that, uh, that the, the priests uh, have so much control over the Bible, he decided to do something about it. Okay. So that is who Martin Luther is.
I have a question for you, Camille. Sure. Um, so there's a, a, I definitely know there's um, um, Roman Catholic and then the, um, you said Orthodox Catholic? Uh-huh. Are those two um, Catholic, um, Catholic denominations still kind of ruled under the same government of the Vatican? Yes, the Roman Catholic is. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Orthodox, I'm not, I haven't done much research on Orthodox. I've, I've done more on the Roman Catholic. So that since that's so prominent and prominent here in the U.S., I haven't done much study on the Orthodox. But yeah, the the Roman Catholic, that's the whole Vatican and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Good question. Good question. All right. Um, let me see here. Okay, cool. Let's go back to the book. Um, so Martin Luther, he gives his method on how he interprets scripture. So I'm going to pick up on the sentences. He once said that he studied the scriptures the way he gather apples. He said, first, I shake the whole apple tree, which means study the Bible as a whole, that the ripest may fall. Then I climb the tree and shake each limb, study of the whole book, and then each branch, study of the chapter of the book, and then each twig, study of the paragraphs and sentences, and then I look under each leaf, study of single words. So that's kind of the approach that we are doing. We, um, in, in the introduction to the Bible and things like that, we kind of looked at the Bible as a whole, but then when you start looking at uh, the various parts of scripture, we understand that you have to treat the Old Testament different from, from the New Testament. Okay. And so uh, that's kind of the method that we're looking at now. And so um, we're our next TLC, we're doing the next step, which is a survey. We're doing a survey of the gospels. We're looking, um, just giving you a, a broad view of each, uh, of each gospel. So we're not going into deep details when you get into the analysis part, but we are giving you a broad view of each uh, of each uh, gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay? Um, let's go, let's see here. So taking this method that Martin Luther was talking about, you know, looking at the broad and then scoping it down to, to, to um, it's basically um, coming down to a narrow view. This is an example of like the systematic and a, a method, a methodical way of, of looking at the Bible and not just looking at it in a haphazard way. So there is a process on how to, you know, look at the Bible or whatnot. So let's, um, let's look here. Um, so the, the Bible is really 66 different books compiled under one cover. Okay. Um, the contents of the Bible covers several thousand years at least. Does, does anybody remember how many years do the Bible cut? Does the Bible cover? Kind of talked about this last week. I want to say 6,000. Close. Anybody else? <laughs> 4,000 years. So you were close. So it's 4,000 years. Yep. Uh, the Bible covers 4,000 years of history, at least probably 41, 42,000. But when you start looking 
Uh, that's from Adam to Revelation. It's about that time period. But when you start looking at the creation part, that's where it kind of gets hairy because you got some say 6,000, some say 10,000, even millions and billions of years. When you start looking at the creation part between Genesis chapter one, verse one and Genesis chapter one, verse two, <laughs> there's a whole a bunch of theories out there, the gap theory and all that stuff that, that, uh, that gives you more of the 10,000, you know, years or whatever. But uh, from Adam to Revelation, it's 4,000 years, about 4,041, 4,200 years. So in the Old Testament covers 4,000 years, whereas the New Testament covers 100 years of history. Okay, um, let's go back here. While some of the authors were contemporaries, most did, um, did not know the others personally. So uh, when I mentioned the word contemporaries, it meaning that the, some of the authors of the Bible actually knew each other. Can anybody give me an example of some authors in the Bible they, that may have known each other? This should be easy. I mean, the disciples know each other. I mean... <laughs> that's why I was like, this should be an easy question. Yeah, I'm like, this is this a trick question? <laughs> No, it's not a trick question. <laughs> you said what? I thought you said the Old Testament. Oh, well, just in the Bible, the Bible in, in general. Just the, the uh, Bible in general. Well, David and Solomon knew each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I would think so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Elijah and Elijah knew each other. They weren't mm -hmm. authors of the book, though. They were the authors of the book. Okay, said author. My bag. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But they did know each other. <laughs> uh, any uh, any other? Paul and Peter knew each other. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Peter did not like Paul. At all. <laughs> At all. Uh, uh, Paul, Paul and Luke. Paul and Luke. Yeah. yeah. They knew each other. Yep. So yeah, there are contemporary. That's what they. That's what the word contemporary means. That they that they knew each other. They were in the same uh, time period together. And so you got Ezra and Nehemiah. They knew each other. And so yeah, there are, there are a lot of authors in the Bible that that um, that were in the same time period. So um, a few authors were aware that they that their writings were inspired by God and will become part of God's written revelation and that will be preserved for his people. But most of them did not approach their writings with this knowledge in mind. But most of the fictional books were written- Use your phones, please. <laughs> with some practical and or historical phone. to the author. So um, for those who knew that they were writing scripture, do you all remember the, the authors that knew that they were writing scripture? kind of mentioned this some weeks ago. I guess Moses probably did. Moses, he knew that he was writing something important. Yes, yes. Anybody else? Could you repeat the question one more time for me? Um, what authors in the Bible knew that they were writing scripture or writing something important? John. I mean Oh, John, John, yes, John, uh, when he wrote the book of Revelation. Yes, 
he knew that he was writing something of importance because it was given to him by Jesus Christ himself. Anybody else? I mean, in a in a way, wouldn't everybody? I was say, not really, not really, especially not Paul. Paul was just writing in response to the church. He didn't know that it was going to be of importance. Scripture, like it was God inspired. He was just addressing the people. I mean, wouldn't the the writers of the gospel think consider? Think well, you, you got to. You have to look at on why they wrote the scripture. Like Paul, like Matthew wrote the wrote Matthew to encourage the Jewish people to give them a defense on why they follow the Messiah or whatever. So yeah, you have we have to look at the purpose of why they wrote the letter. Like with Jeremiah, when he wrote what he wrote, he wrote it because God told him to write it. You oh, see I get what you see what I'm saying? God told him to write this down or whatever. Got it. Uh, uh, God told Moses to write this down. Yeah. And so they knew that they were writing something of importance. Got it. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's kind of, kind of what I'm, what I meant about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was the trick question. Got it. (laughs) Well, somewhat somewhat of a trick question but you just really had to 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 really think about it or whatnot uh so yeah let's go back to the book on 169 uh yeah 169 page uh, yeah 169 the third paragraph it says because god gave his revelation in segments that we call books we should first study study these books as a whole then examine their parts carefully and finally pull out our pull Uh, put our study together to see the whole again. Now, did God give his revelation in segments called books? No. No, he did not. He did not. He, He gave it in writings. And so that's one thing when you're when you're reading, I want, I want you to, to be aware when people say, you know, certain things, I want you, to, I want it to, to click or to trigger in you like, okay, God didn't give books, you know, Moses didn't just decide one day just to write Exodus or Genesis. It was given in, in parts. And even with the book of Exodus, um, the part that, that, uh, that he wrote in the wilderness uh like exodus 25 through i think 40 that was written over 40 years and so it just wasn't one day to decide to write a book (laughs) it was given over a period of time so does anybody remember uh god he gives his word progressively what are some segments or what are some ways that god gave his word i want to make sure i say it right what are some uh indicators that we that we use in our study to show the progressiveness of god dispensation dispensation yes i'm I'm so glad i said the question right you guys guys understand dispensations and what what was another what is another way the covenants the covenants i must say we did a whole study Right, <laughs> uh, covenants. So, anybody remember how many dispensations? 
seven or eight. Seven. Seven. <laughs> There's seven dispensations and how many covenants? My, my, my. Is it nine? It is. It is a total of nine covenants. I think that we only taught on, I think, seven or eight. Um, the one that we did not cover is eternal covenant. And so, uh, yeah, so there are a total of nine covenants. Yes, very good. All right, all right, y'all. <laughs> it's pop quiz day. I'm throwing all the quizzes out to make sure <laughs> that the saints know the information. So uh, let's go back to the third paragraph. It's because God has gave his revelation in segments that we call books, we should first study these books as a whole, then examine the parts carefully, and finally put our study together to see the whole again. So the approach, uh, so the approach we will be using is survey, analysis, and synthesis. And so on the next page, it gives you a de definition on the uh, survey, analysis, and synthesis. So survey is where you can get a bird's eye view. It's just when you're just kind of um, giving, getting general information about a book. So that's when you look at the, the authorship, the, the date and when it was written, um, the political background, the culture, things like that. You just get kind of a bird's eye view of the book. Analysis is this when you, when you begin to study each chapter of the book in detail. And then synthesis is when you're kind of putting it back together again and drawing some conclusion based on your survey and your analysis. Okay uh let's see here all right so then under let's see the first paragraph on 170 it says first we'll make an initial survey of the book to see it as a whole this is what, what i just went over see it as a whole this is our telescopic study then we'll take the book apart chapter by chapter and do a detailed analysis of each uh each one we look at all the details through a micro uh, microscope then finally we'll put it all together in a synthetic study uh, in which we summarize the book as a whole to pro and produce our own outline. So this process moved from the whole, uh, from the whole to the particulars back to the whole. Okay. So that's, so that's something that we are going to do. So let's look at. Okay. Yeah of importance yeah okay so we discussed last week the importance of gaining an understanding of the background situation that might have impacted the writing of a biblical book so in a sense any any of the methods listed in this textbook can be used can be can be viewed as 12 parts of one method of bible study but i believe the author is trying to make the point that some methods may be optional and can stand by themselves while a few seem to be intended only to be used as part of a whole. So doing a book, doing a book survey is uh, doing a book survey as the first part of analysis and synthesis helps reveal how each part of the book is related to the other parts. Okay. Uh, so let's go. Let's see on page. Uh, 171. Let's see here. Is that where I want to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, on 171, we're going to, 
Okay. So what, what I'm saying in, in this um, slide here is that um, there are some resources that we've been introducing to you all that will help you uh, do the analysis and synthesis method. Um, very simple. We talked about, uh, we've always brought up the Old Testament survey and the New Testament survey books. These books here will help you do an analysis and a synthesis uh, method. Um, it's already kind of done for you. Um, what you do is you just, um, you want to observe and analyze what they have already written. Um, but before you do that, um, let me skip 171. I want to hop into the uh, 173 on how to do the Bible um, survey method. And the first one, it says to read, read the Bible. Um, so when, whatever book you choose to do your assignment, I encourage you to do a short book. <laughs> don't do a long book. Don't pick Psalms. Uh, don't, don't, don't pick Exodus or don't pick uh, a book with so many chapters, but do, uh, do a short book. I, I encourage you to maybe look at the epistles, um, Paul's writings. Uh, a lot of them don't have a lot of chapters. Um, and so you can, you can look, kind of look at those. Um, and so before you even look at, um, the survey book, I want you to read, read it over and over again. Um, so you can grasp the understanding of the book of the Bible. Um, now some may say like, I don't have time to, to keep reading the book over and over again. I'm kind of busy or whatever. There are apps out there that you can use to listen to the Bible. So maybe when you're riding in the car, you can turn on your app and turn it on. One of the apps that I, that I have is called Bible Is. So Bible Is, I-S. Um, it's, uh, it's a Bible app where they read the Bible to you. It is free. Um, you can use that um, if you don't have time to keep reading and things like that. So I encourage you if, uh, to think about the book that you want to want to do a survey on, I want you to think about it tonight and really start reading it starting tonight or Sunday and throughout the week, keep reading this book so you can become familiar with it. Um, and then number two, read through the book in a recent translation. Okay. I want to help you all that you are not obligated to stick with King James. I know people are so dedicated and uh, so solid on King James, but I want for you to pick a version of the Bible that you can easily understand, okay? Um, and then it says to read, number three, it says read through the book rapidly, ignoring chapter divisions. So it's really hard because a lot of our Bibles today, they have the chapters, they have subheadings and all this stuff. So it's easy to get caught up in, in that. So I want for you to be able to read the Bible just, just through, just read that book um, just through and not worry about the chapters and subheadings, okay? Um, I have a set of Bibles uh, that, oh, that Wayman and I got at a, um, uh, what we call it, uh, a seminar that we went to, who was, who was the publishing? Was it Tyndale? Tyndale Publishing, whereas the book looks like a novel. It looks like a regular book and there's no chapters and there are no verses. And so it's just, it really just helps you read the Bible just through, through and through and through without interruption or whatnot. Um, so I want to, I want to challenge you all to, 
to kind of do that. And number four on page 174 says, read through the book repeatedly. Um, uh, kind of read it throughout throughout the week, okay? So this is kind of your meditation for, for this week is whatever book of the Bible that you choose, I want you to meditate on this um, throughout the week. Um, and, uh, and then says, read the book without referring to commentaries or someone else's notes, okay? So this is not looking at any, any outside sources at this point. You're just reading, you're just uh, reading, reading the book, okay? And then read through the book prayerfully. Ask God to speak to your heart and open your eyes, okay? So you can see the wonderful things in his law. Um, and so, and then read the book with a pen and a pencil at hand. So then as you begin to read the second or third time through, begin taking notes and making observations of what you are reading, okay? So this is the method um, that I want for you to start. And then um, it kind of gets more specific as far as what, um, what they want for you to do. So you're going to um, understand, you're going to look at uh, whether the book is a, a, a book of poetry or the book of prophecy or law and things like that. Um, I dropped in the Dropbox. If you don't have the Old Testament and New Testament survey books that we recommend, there is, I put in the Dropbox uh, the Old Testament and New Testament survey um, that I found for free that you can use um, before, you know, you make that purchase of the commentaries, I mean, the surveys that we use. So there is one in there that is it's pretty good. I was scanning through it and it, and it kind of gives you the same information. Um, so we are not gun hole to uh, the surveys that, we, that we've chosen. Um, th uh, there are other surveys out there that you can use. Um, and so when you look at um, on page, I'm gonna hop to page 183, when you're looking um, at the, so Rick Warren, he uses the book of Ephesians and he broke down Ephesians um, uh, in this chart. And so when you, when you look at, let me show you, when you look at the chart on page 183, it is very similar um, to, uh, and to Benware, um, to the Old Testament survey book. I had to restart my, I hate when I restart my computer. I had everything ready and then I had to restart. But um, it's, it's very similar to what you find um, in, in the, uh, in the, uh, the, test the, the survey of the new testament books so let me show you okay i'm gonna share let me see desktop one okay so you see my my books can you see that i hope so yes okay okay all right so <coughs> with the um survey book is very similar um to what um, Rick Warren has in this, uh, in the Bible study methods book. It gives you the authorship of the Ephesians. It gives you the date. It gives you the purpose. It, it already kind of gives you a basic outline. So the work is kind of done for you. And when you look at the horizontal chart, it is very similar as far as how he broke it down um, versus how Rick Warren broke it down. It's very similar um, to that. And so I don't want for you just to write it down, just to copy it. Um, you've been meditating on it for a week. 
Now you should be able to develop your own outline. So that is, that is the goal for you to kind of develop your own outline here. But you can use this as a guide, but uh, it's for you to, um, to write your own outline. So even in the, uh, the, the book survey, you, you have uh, the theme, the basic theme, on what was going on at the time. You can have, I, be, I believe it call, talks about the political background, the, the uh, culture and everything that was going on. So I encourage you, um, if you can't purchase one right now, I put a free one in the Dropbox that you can use um, for now. And so this will definitely help you do the book survey um, form here, okay? Uh, let me go back to the slide real quick. I think I only had uh, maybe one or two slides here. Okay, so the tools you will need. Um, so by now, I think this is, okay, yeah, I talked about this, but by now you should realize the importance of having the right resources or tools for Bible study. Uh, we are the TLC, pro, uh, TLC kind of segment designed with the purpose of equipping students with many of the basic library tools. So our surveys of the Old and New Testament books will provide you with a powerful resource to assist you with either of the Bible study methods mentioned in this class. But even having those methods, you will from time to time want to know how scholars derive and many of their conclusion theories, application, opinions, okay? So we are taught that you, you don't just take whatever these scholars say for gold. You want to understand how they got to that to that point, okay? So that's um, as, as we continue to, to uh, grow and as we continue to um, go throughout these lessons, this will help to build your capacity so you're able to, you become a scholar, you become a secondary resource to the point where you don't have to even depend on these scholar um, these scholar, scholarly uh, resources, okay? So that's kind of the lesson. Um, any questions? Any um, concerns about that? This wasn't as, as long. <laughs> so we all right? So I, I definitely want to encourage you all to just to try to attempt to do the, um, the lesson, the Bible survey me method. Um, if you, like I said, if you need help or anything like that, definitely reach out to me. Um, you can work with others as well um, if you want to, to get it done. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 this is a method that you're gonna see all the time uh, during our studies. And you're definitely gonna see it in our next TLC segment when we're doing the survey of the gospel. Hint, hint to those who are going to be teaching it. So definitely, definitely hone in to this method here because this is going to help you all uh, do the next uh, TLC class. So, all right, any questions? Anything like that? We're good. All right, cool beans. Uh, make sure to go on the website if you uh, need past lessons to view. I have, I have even some of the some of the lessons on there have quizzes. So if you want to uh, quiz yourself on, on on some of the teachings to get a uh, better understanding and just to see if you if you know the information, you can do that as well. Um, all right, I think that's pretty much it. If anybody. Um Yep. I do, I do have one quick question. Um, I have a book called The Story. 
I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> I have to be honest. Okay. <laughs> but I, I don't know whether it's a commentary or whether it's the Bible without those divisions in it. Have you heard of have you heard of it? No, I have not. I might have to look that up to see. Okay. So you haven't so, opened it? That's no. crazy. If you open it, we will know. You might know. <laughs> what is it about? My <laughs> Lord. <laughs> you gonna say, make the woman of God go study something and you just gotta open it. Just open it. <laughs> right. Take the dust off of it. Just 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 take the dust. That's what I'm gonna it. have to do. Shake the dust off. Yes. <laughs> I'm finding sections of my library that I've never really, you know, explored that much. So, okay. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other comments or questions? We're good. Thank you so much for the wonderful Bible study. Thank appreciate you appreciate everything. Thank you all. You do a wonderful job. Thank I'm you trying. So much. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I can't wait for the other elders to teach. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the other people to teach. <laughs> so I'm excited. You teaching on another day. That's all. You said what? What happened? We'll put you on another day. That's no, all. I think you know. I'm almost done for the year. I got one more month. I'm done for the year. Amen. So praise <laughs> God for that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool bees if there are any questions i'm gonna go ahead and pray out uh father god we thank you for this day we thank you god uh, for allowing us to uh, learn more about your word god and we thank you that um you still sit on the throne you are you are good um you reign over everything father and we thank you god that uh, we are not uh, under a man's control when it comes to interpreting scriptures oh god I thank you, God, that you are um, allowing us to uh, tap into your power, tap into your, your wisdom, oh God, um, to know um, your original thoughts and your original plans uh, when, it came, when it comes to um, your word, Father. So God, as we continue to grow, it's going to get harder for the people. So I just pray, oh God, that they will keep enduring and that they won't give up. Um, oh God, and I, I thank you, God, for those who are trucking through, God, and I pray that um, that the end will be just filled with so many rewards, Father. And so, God, we love you and we bless you. And, uh, I give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks again. Amen. Thank, no you. thank you. Thank all. you all. You guys have a good day. Love you guys. You too. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.